Okay, it's time for our uh, midweek Bible studies, right? Over here on Wednesday, the theme is studies. And what have we been? Uh, what, have, what have we been studying? Well, uh, the book of Genesis. We've been going through the book of Genesis. So uh, stick around. We're in chapter twenty-three, and uh, we'll read the words in there regarding the death and burial of Sarah and uh, Abraham having some uh, business dealings for land and uh, a location where the dead can be uh, buried and things like that. And we'll see what we can. Uh, what we can receive within our minds and uh, apply in our daily lives as Christians, right? That's what we want to do. Yeah. So Stefan Maya here with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. Check that out if you have the time. You might find some interesting things there, some various links and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, be sure to subscribe to our channel here, rumble.com slash C as in Charlie slash AddedSouls. And uh, you can certainly sign up to our freedom platform connected, of course, with Rumble is Locals. So addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to join there. You can choose to support us monthly uh, at any amount. There's no amount too low or too high. And uh, that certainly helps uh, the Added Souls ministry move forward through the MyA family and the work we are involved in here uh, with the East Coast Church of Christ. And you can check out eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. For further information, Genesis chapter 23, dealing with death, right? Sorrow, weeping, memories, all these things, the human condition in this fallen world, we have to go through. Saying our goodbyes after a while is an inevitable end uh, prior to our departure. And all of us have to depart. There's just no way around that. I know some... Uh, are, are firmly convinced that there is a day where we are going to, quote-unquote, evolve into eternal beings on this earth, and that's just not true. It's just not real. It's a fable. We all have to go. We all have to say goodbyes, and that's sad, isn't it? It's very sad indeed. We'll put the text on the screen, but there is hope. It's not to end on a sad note. There is hope for Christians. There is hope for believers. There is hope for all those who have been obedient uh, from the heart and mind and their actions towards uh, the great I am, the intelligent creator. Or have you fallen prey to the vices of the world and their fables, having us think that there is no God and there is no purpose, there is no reason, there is no intelligence or creation. We're all a bunch of animals who accidentally just exist, <laughs> accidentally exist. Uh, they call it science. That's the fool. That's the that's the that's the foolish uh, or the deception uh, behind it, right? If you call it science, then it must be true. Uh, no. So in Genesis chapter twenty-three, let me see here. If we can put that up on the screen, so we can read through it, you and I together, huh? That's the idea. It's been working well for us. For all of you who are uh, honest students of the scriptures. Where's my camera feed? There we go. Now, Sarah lived 127 years. I don't know how many women are mentioned. She might just, she might be the only one. I'd have to go check my notes again. She might be the only woman mentioned in age in the Bible. Well, because she was an honored and respected woman. Right? There, uh, these were the years of the life of Sarah. 
Let's read that again. Now, Sarah lived 127 years. <laughs> 127 years. Uh, that's a pretty good life, 127 years. Today, we're happy if we reach, you know, 70, 80. And there are uh, men and women who have lived in their uh, 100s. Uh, that's a that's a for, for for this fallen world, that's a that's a long that's a long and blessed life. One hundred twenty-seven years, yeah. So she died, and she died in Kiriath Arba, parentheses that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the geographical location in which this account was witnessed and recorded, of course, through the pen of Moses, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, for the people uh, to understand and recognize and uh, know their ancestry, know the patriarchs, know the accounts, uh, keeping them um, mindful of their faith, their trust in God, and the events that have happened throughout the lineage of believers, right? So Sarah lived 120 years, at uh, 127 years, and uh, these were the years of the life of Sarah. And you and I, thus far in our Wednesday uh, studies in Genesis, we, we've seen Abraham and, and Sarah go through a great many, um, a great many things together, right? They've built a marriage. They love each other. They've been through some pretty hard moments together, though at the hands of, uh, their own um, misguided thoughts, but we all do that, don't we? My wife and I, when we get in a jam, we get in a pickle, we get in a mess, we get into something that's causing us consequences, it's because we didn't trust God and His Word, and we, cho we chose to uh, go about things our own way, thinking to expedite the situation. And um, you have consequences to that. And in a marriage... It's not only the good, decent, joyful moments that knit the union strong. It's also, even more so, I would say, the moments of challenge and trial and temptation and consequence. Growing wisdom, the moments we have to deal with, with uh, real-life moments, you know, stuff that's pretty heavy. That's when... It'll make you or break you. And in a good marriage where the head of the household is our Lord and Master, um, we grow stronger together. And the bond grows deep, well-knit, in the foundation of our Lord and Master. And um, you go through many years, you know. Uh, Abraham and Sarah married for decades. Two become one. You start to talk the same way and think the same way and have the same purpose in Christ. And I mean, it's a lifelong relationship that you're building. And uh, if you've gone through a lot of stuff in life, str even stronger therein are you found within uh, the vow, the covenant, the institution, uh, marriage. And Abraham and Sarah certainly did go through a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff. Again, at the hands of their lack of faith at moments, weaknesses at times, 
Um, another woman was involved. Hagar, another child. I mean, that's enough to kind of make the marriage a kind of rocky, uh, a rocky boat, right? I mean, come on. What about the trips to Egypt and the and the various interactions we've seen where they were in some uncertain territory with the bad decisions and the unwise decisions they had made. And, and through God's grace, his love and instruction, his divine intervention, of course, they uh, were uh, put on the right path. But man, oh man, I mean, they've got history together. They've got history together. It'd be kind of strange for someone to get between them who doesn't know them, who's not been in their land, who's not been in their fold, in their camp, in their marriage, in, in, in the history that has taken place and all the things they've gone through. Be silly, be foolish to find an individual, get between them, uh, and uh, pretend to know what's going on and cause problems. I mean, these people have history. There's a life that has taken place between the two, right? Yet still they remain together. They trusted God. They had some weak moments, some consequence, lifelong consequences out of those things. But yet still they stuck together. And the scriptures saw it fit to give honor to her name and her age. And the union between her and Abraham. And of course, Sarah is mentioned as a faithful woman. And uh, we'd be wise, of course, to pay attention to the things that she did that were faithful. And not um, rewrite her history in a way that would only illuminate her weak moments. Because she didn't live in those weak moments. She didn't live rebelliously towards God. She lived faithfully. But there were times where they chose to take the law into their own hands. And to um, and that caused problems. So all uh, what I'm saying is a married couple goes through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And uh, it grows the bond stronger each day. And so when it's time to say goodbye, when it's time for a departure to take place, it's a sad day. It's a sad moment. We have brothers and sisters in Christ who have lost their spouse, right? I mean, the sorrow, you feel lonely. There's a lot of things going on. So that's why we're going to see here in verse 2 that Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah. You know, just thinking upon her, meditating upon the memory of this woman he loved. Deep sorrow, deep pain. And he wept for her. Tears. Right? He wept for her. There's a great loss in his life. There's now a mi he, half of him is missing. If two become one, and one departs, then the one is no longer whole. There is a missing part of the whole. 
And that is a cause for mourning and for weeping. It's sad when that happens in a family, isn't it? At the hands of sin, at the hands of this fallen world, at the hands of devils and wolves in sheep's clothing, who unrighteously do things with the deceptive tongue to prove themselves in one way or another. Sin is bad. It leads to death. There's no way around that. We Christians, of course, can see our departure as a blessing. Uh, but uh, death is the result of sin. And the sting therein, it's lawless way. And Abraham had to say goodbye to Sarah. And that goes back to Adam and Eve and the fall of mankind, right? So Abraham rose from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth. So now, according to their time, their culture, and in the way they do things, they're going to proceed forward with uh, acquiring some land. So Abraham rose from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth. And he was saying to them in verse 4, I am a stranger and a sojourner among you, meaning I am not of the same people. I am a foreigner to you, right? This is not the land in which I was born and raised and remained within the culture of the people. I'm a foreigner in this land. Give me a burial site among you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. So meaning, you know, I don't want to start burying people in my camp. I want a location in which they can be buried. A location, of course, of honor and memory. And uh, this, of course, is his request. So the sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my lord. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you his grave for burying your dead. Now, again, in this culture and the way they spoke to each other, this was typical business transaction. One is seeking to acquire land. The owner of the land sets the tone in saying he will give the land, which we will see, of course, Abraham uh, becoming the recipients of a bargain price and this, that, and the other. But this is how this operated. It's a show of good heart, I guess, for one another in this um, uh, verbal exchange. And you and I, to a certain degree, understand this because we'll do the same today. You know, um, um, as neighbors, we might say, um, I'd like to do this or I'd like to have that. And you, you can have it. No, 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 let me give you something for it. No, no, hey, listen, you, you can go ahead and have that. I, I, I have all kinds of it. You know, there's no problem at all. Well, it must have cost you something. Yeah, but I mean, don't worry about it. I, I really want you to have it. Well, I'm giving you something for it. At least let me give you what you paid for it. Well, if you really feel the need to do that, then, then it's up to you. I don't want to... Yeah, 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 here. Here's the $20 or 200 or 2000 or 20 grand or $2 million, whatever, which department of uh, socio-economical uh, uh, position you find yourself in. But you kind of get the idea. Uh, 
of the transaction. So, so Abraham, of course, rose and bowed to the people of the land. And the, do you see the, the respect here and the things that are taking place? We'd be wise to learn from Abraham and how we deal with the foreigners, how we deal with those who are uh, not of the same fold of believers or not of the same, basically how we deal with the world. And uh, the world is certainly treacherous, and its business ways are greedy, and uh, they have uh, a great many sinister plots. But we must contain our integrity as believers and pour, or, um, express our outward interactions in what is contained within our hearts, what lives within our heart, which is the heart of a believer and trusting God and uh, the integrity of our behavioral attributes in this interaction must be upheld because we are we are held to a higher standard of um, judgment as believers. And uh, Abraham here is seen by the people and spoken of by the people as a mighty prince. And he is uh, given, of course, a respectful title as Lord, as one who is, uh, of course, uh, independent of his own way and own kind and... Uh, uh, is worthy of uh, this salutation, this 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 greeting, this uh, this interaction here. So Abraham rose and bowed to the people of the land and the sons of Heth, and he spoke with them, saying, uh, "Well, did we miss verse six? Let me see here. Hear us, verse six. My lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves." None of us will refuse you his grave for burying your dead. So that, of course, shows the presence Abraham had in this land and how he was well seen. So Abraham rose and bowed to the people of the land, the sons of Heth, and he spoke with them. And this is what he told them. He says in verse 8, If it is your wish for me to bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and approach Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me that he may give me the cave of Mach, or Mash Machpelah, which he owns, which is at the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence for a burial site. Again, this is standard business um, engagement of their day and culture and time. And uh, this is taking place within the confines of Abraham's integrity. And he is certainly a good representative of his God uh, on this earth. So Ephron was sitting among the sons of Heth in verse 10, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the sons of Heth. So you can kind of envision the situation in your mind of what's taking place within this hearing and this location where all have gathered for this business transaction or conversation to had. Uh, have had for a business transaction, and Ephron was sitting among the sons of Heth, so he is present and paying attention to what is taking place, and he, of course, answers Abraham in the hearing and says, um, uh, 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 well, before we get there, even of all who went in at the gate of the city, his city. So everyone's paying attention to this. This is a, a community uh, or a public um a public location where things can be known publicly. And he says, no, my Lord, in verse 11, hear me. So he's speaking to Abraham. This here being, uh, well, I forgot his name now. He gave him to the Machpila. What's his name again? It is me for burying the dead site. 
son of uh, Ephron, uh, and approach Ephron, the son of Zohar. Okay, so Ephron is here, and he's talking to Abraham. And he says, no, my lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the sons of my people, I give it to you, bury your dead. Now, you have to remember that they are, of course, honoring Abraham, or they are giving him this present, this public uh, um, um, show of respect. Uh, but these are cunning individuals, and uh, they're going to want to do and things. Though, according to the procedures of their culture, uh, they're still going to want to do things that are going to benefit them. Okay, it's the, it's the business world. It's what they do. So Abraham bowed before the people of the land, and he spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land. Everyone uh, can see this and interact with or uh, receive this information. And he was saying, if you will only please listen to me, I will give the price of the field. Accept it from me that I may bury my dead there. So I'm ready to make an offer. And Ephron... Ephron answers Abraham, saying to him, My lord, listen to me. A, pr a piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver, which is more than it's worth, by the way. What is that between me and you? So bury your dead. So the price set the amount there. And Abraham could have said, Well, I'll give you 200. But Abraham says, of course, uh, weighed out the silver, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, commercial standard. So the exchange takes place, and again, the confines and boundaries of their culture when it comes to business, and uh, it's wise of Abraham, of course, to uh, pay the price, though expensive, despite what Ephraim, Ephraim might want it to sound like, um, it's expensive. So Ephraim's field, which was in Machpelah, which faced Mamre, verse 17, the field and cave which was in it, and all the trees which were in the field that were within all the confines of its border were deeded over to Abraham for a possession in the presence of the sons of Heth before all who went in at the gate of his city. Important why that information is repeated, because everything was done honorably and with the integrity of a believer through the presence of Abraham seeking to acquire this location for his ancestry, his wife, and those who will come. And of course, many others in his ancestry were indeed buried there as the chapters would move forward in Genesis. So after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave that is in it, verse 20, were deeded over to Abraham for a burial site by the sons of Heth. And this here was witnessed and recorded and penned down forevermore time, so that those of the day in which Moses was writing, all the way thousands of years ahead to you and I now, can recognize this transaction. It holds purpose. It's not a just, we need to fill in a few more words in the Bible. We're lacking. No, this is designed and in, in inspired. It's inspired so that we can uh, take hold of it and uh, know what uh, uh, practical presence it holds for us in our lives today. And um, 
together reasoning a few things we've uh, certainly uh, recognized. Um, husbands and wife have to say bye to each other sometimes. And that's sad. I don't even like thinking about it, nor does my wife, but we talk about it because we know we're human beings in this fallen world. Then we have to say goodbye to each other uh, one day, and that's difficult. Uh, there was a time in my past, living very rebelliously, I thought to myself, I don't want to love anyone because loving someone means I'm going to have to say bye one day, and I don't want to have to go through that pain, so I don't want to love. And then, of course, the poetry of the pen, which once quoted, it is better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all. And now in my mid-40s, uh, I, I agree with that statement, obviously. It's better to have experienced the blessing of love and unity uh, in this life, even though it is but a vapor and it's not promised tomorrow. We certainly can live together eternally uh, in Christ. So though at one time unknown to us, one of us is going to have to say goodbye to each other, whether she will say bye to me or I will say bye to her. There will be deep sorrow there and, and, and weeping. Uh, but um, we'll get to see each other again one day. Because uh, our hearts with the scripture and the scripture within our hearts. We live for our Lord and Master. And no, uh, no one can corrupt that. No one can take that away from us. That is... Uh, in, in God's hands. So you kind of learn that relationship and the things they've gone through together. And you've seen how um, that relationship was there. And um, we can kind of roll with that today as well. We'd be wise to stick to it. Even through all the problems they've had, uh, they stuck together. And uh, they stayed together and we should do the same. Husbands and wives go through a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of stuff with our children. A whole bunch of stuff with life. Some, and a lot of the problems we get is because, again, we, we choose to not follow God's directives and uh, put ourselves in a mess. But all the blessings and all the, the trials, we, all th we thank God for. We've learned a lot from, right? And uh, we'd be wise to stick with it till the end and to learn how to love each other and to grow together. And how important it was, of course, to the memory of our loved ones. Even though they've departed, um, we still hold a memory. And we still honor their lives. Right? And so we kind of had have a bit of a conversation with that. And also with how Abraham presented himself among the people. Publicly. In a time where he was dealing with great pain in his heart for having lost his wife. He still had the composure to uh, present himself honorable. And I think we have a lot to learn from that. We should do the same. To have self-control of our emotions, even at times of pain. And uh, to not grow bitter or vindictive or anything like that. But to just understand that this is a fallen world and things happen in a fallen world. There is sin. And where there is sin, there is death. And um, when transactions need to be made regarding funeral arrangements, right? You need to go to the funeral home. You need to have a will. You need to speak to coordinators. You need to get all of those things in order and done so that you do not leave behind a burden. Uh, you do so uh, in an upright manner. You do so with the integrity of a believer in God. 
and um, people will recognize that, though they might be corrupt and fall uh, unbelievers and godless and heathens and everything like that, they'll still honor a believer. I've seen that. I mean, I've seen that in, in, in uh, a great many ways in my life. Uh, for instance, my dad, when he converted to Christianity, uh, they mocked him, they ridiculed him, they persecuted him, both in the family and at the factory where he worked uh, for decades of his life, everywhere. But you know what? They, you know what? Though they, they honored him, they respected him. When they sought answers, when they sought uh, a good, sound, sober, uh, God-fearing advice, they went to dad. They went to dad. So though they might mock him and, and ridicule him and call him a Jesus freak and a Bible thumper and a and all these kind of things uh, that the world does to uh, people who follow Jesus. Um, when it came to the reality of life and dealing with pain and dealing with what really happens in this fallen world and or seeking advice on this, that, and the other, they knew they could go to a sober, honorable man who stood for his beliefs. Well, Abraham stood for what was right. And uh, in arranging... Uh, these things with uh, the business world, he did so the right way. And we kind of be wise to do that. And that goes for all our engagements and interactions in the community, for whatever reason. Could be speaking to the waitress. She could be having a bad day. Don't be rude to her. Just smile. Try to help her have a better day. The cashier at Walmart, the hair... The barber, the hairdresser, the bank teller, people you just meet in public life, public square. Right? That good? Appreciate your uh, kind attention to this session. And uh, we'll leave it be as is. We'll move forward next week, Lord willing, into uh, another chapter and uh, the information therein. Uh, by all means... Please consider subscribing to the channel, giving us a rumble, comment, share the link far and wide. Uh, my name is Stefan Maillet. AddedSouls.com is the website. You can also check out the work we do over here on the East Coast of Canada over at EastCoastChurchOfChrist.com. If you'd like to get together with me, if you live in New Brunswick, want to get together, open the Bible, have a study, love to do that with you. Uh, that's available. You can sign up to our freedom platform over at addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up. You can choose to support monthly if uh, you want to. That all right? Stay focused and stay positive. We shall certainly meet each other again, Lord willing, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday, and Thursday is our topical discussion, where we have ourselves a topical uh, episode. And uh, if there's ever... Any topic you'd like for us to address or talk about, by all means, you can send it our way. We'll, we'll certainly put it into the queue and uh, have ourselves a discussion on that. Look at the show notes. You'll kind of see what we do from Monday to Friday, and uh, we hope you'll join us. Stay focused. Stay positive. Till next time, peace out.